0: Welcome back to the Career Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Roger.
1: And I'm Lizzie. As student career Masters with the Malone Center, we're here to break down your biggest questions about how to hack into your career as a Furman student.
0: We'll guide you through the process of exploring and launching your career by interviewing career advisors, professors, Furman alumni, and even some students.
1: This week, we have Rollin Rollins, the Program Coordinator for Student Initiatives at the Cawthorne Center at Furman University, here to talk about how to
0: find your calling. Thank you so much for being here, Rollin. It's so good to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you for asking me. I appreciate Um, the invitation. Of course. Um, So we like to kind of start off with like a silly question because... We were told by Dr. Franklin Ellis that we dive in too deep too quick. So um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why?
2: That is a good question. I think that I would love to fly. Because I could travel wherever I wanted to. Mm. But I'm actually surprised I'm saying that because I'm afraid of heights. (laughs) (laughs) But I imagine that if I could fly I would get over that fear very quickly. That's
0: so true. See, I just want teleportation so I can just be like zap. Yeah, like anywhere at any time, you know.
1: I think I might want to be like able to read minds, but like to be able to turn it off too. Like I would have to be able to turn it off. Or to be invisible, because I think that would be funny.
0: (laughs) No, I feel like your giggle would give it off. Like you would laugh at everything.
1: I could be quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Spy on people. I don't
0: know. Yeah, work for the FBI. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, to dive in now, um, why don't you just like introduce yourself and tell us what you do at Furman?
2: Sure. Um, Well, like you said, my name is Rollin Rollins, easy to remember, Mm -hmm. and I work with the Cawthorne Center, and I've been at Furman for about 13 years now, Um, and so what I do is help plan programs that students can participate in, and the topics are all focused around what brings meaning and purpose to your life. And so with at the Cawthorne Center, we're open to all- bunch of constituents students, faculty, staff, alumni, and community. but um in my role, I am mainly work with students
1: awesome um, so you kind of touched on this in your introduction, but could you maybe go a little bit more in depth of on like what the purpose of the Cawthorne Center? specifically is? Yes. Uh, so as I said, we try to
2: introduce things that help people think about meaning and purpose. And that varies. We have opportunities where people can hear stories of other people and how they have found meaning and purpose in their lives and about their journeys to um, to their career or calling. Um, So, for example, just last week, we had Dr. Franklin Ellis Mm -hmm. and um, Dr. Buket Ashtas share their stories, their vocational journeys. And so not only students came, but also other um, faculty and staff and community members came. And I think it's really good to hear from other people about their experiences and how that relates to our lives, Um, especially because I think... As college students, you often find that they think they should have everything figured out at the Mm -hmm. age they are, at age 20, and know exactly what they're going to do with their lives. And it's a good reminder that you're not going to know exactly what's going to go on in your lives and that there are twists and turns and that's okay. Um, And so it almost alleviates that pressure of... I have to know it now, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and so if you're able to hear that somebody has been at several different jobs and that's okay because that's um, enabled them to see what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy or what they're good at and what they're not good at, and that all of that is part of the process um so that's just one part of what the Co Center does uh we also have opportunities for students to get off campus with retreats and things like that. I think Furman students, as you know, are quite busy yeah. and <laughs> often don't have time to slow down, mm-hmm. um, and so we like to provide a pause for students just to get away, and um, and our retreat in the fall was called Do Nothing, so just to get away oh. and do nothing, um, but, but take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then we have some travel programs. Mm -hmm. So in the fall, we did a fall break program about civil rights. And we went to Alabama, took students to Alabama to learn about um, the history of civil rights and how they can be advocates today Mm -hmm. um, for promoting civil rights for all people. And then we have an upcoming program for students over spring break where sophomore students are going to be going to Northern Ireland Um, And that's a a really popular trip, Um, and it's also a very meaningful trip because students can learn about the history of Northern Ireland and how it has been a country that is very divided. Mm -hmm. And so we learn about conflicts that they have had in the past and they continue to have um, and how we can try to be better um mediators and peacemakers in our own lives um with our conflicts, yeah. both in a personal level or a global level. Um, so anyway, that those are just <laughs> a few activities, events, programs that we offer yeah. um for students.
0: Well it's it's interesting that you mentioned the do nothing retreat because I may have signed up for that. But um <laughs> Like you said, we're always on the go, but still could not make it. However, um, we just want to dive into, like, how students can get involved with, like, the Cawthorne Center. Um, I don't know if you guys have, like, student liaisons or, like, student leaders, like, within the Cawthorne Center. But, like, you know, just for, like, people who are – who want to, like, get involved with – um. The department
2: sure so our programs are open to all students um, except for the ones that are application and they're still open for everybody to apply but then we have to um, go through an interview process and selection process but our dinners or our retreats or um, we have upcoming we have an upcoming simulation and starbecue, which i can tell no. you about more um, all of those are open to all students um and we do have a student advisory team okay and that is just i think it's about 3 or 4 students from each class who who meet once a month um who I go to for ideas or suggestions um and so those are kind of my my go-to students and if anybody's interested in being <sighs> a part of that we welcome new um
1: new eyes and ears anytime that's awesome. I know we talked about today in Pathways, was very focused on like what are your values and how do we connect. Oh, and yeah. then we got a little she and um my pathways advisor is Doctor Liz Smith. Yes. So she is involved in the Coffrance Center and she was telling us all about the Starbucks and how that how we should come to that. <laughs> oh great. I'm glad she was promoting our Yes, event. she was being very she was speaking very highly of the Coffin Center.
2: And we're hosting that with the astronomy club, so we like to partner with different departments across campus. And this is the first time we'll be doing this um, with the astronomy club. So that will be what I imagine, since we haven't done it yet. A chance for dinner, and then a reflection, Mm -hmm. and then stargazing. Um, Dr. Moffat is going to set up a telescope. Oh, awesome! Hanging out under the
1: stars. That's so fun. Um, can you describe how you found your place here at Furman or how you found your calling here? That's or a great just question. For life in general. Yeah.
2: So actually, I went to Furman, a Furman alum, <laughs> and I was a double major in elementary education and Spanish. Hmm. So I did, I was a teacher for about 14 years. Um, both in public school and private school. And I was a good teacher, but I didn't love it. Um, And so I feel like at the time, my calling was to be a mom. Um, I had three children during that time. And it enabled me to have the same schedule that they did. So Mm -hmm. they were in Child care while I was teaching, and then we were home together, and we were off in the summers together, and things like that. And so, um, that is ultimately my number one calling, which is to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, then in 2011, um, I decided not to be a teacher anymore because I was with children all day long. Yeah, yeah. and. I found that I would run out of patience with my own children, Mm -hmm. and I hate to admit that, but um, I wanted to be able to be more present with my own children. Um, And so I quit, not knowing what I was going to do. And then this job became available at my alma mater, and it Mm -hmm. was part-time at the time when I started in 2011. And so my daughter was only, my youngest daughter was only two at the time, Mm -hmm. so I wanted a part-time job so I could spend some time um, at work and with them. Right. And then about a year and a half after that, I had the opportunity to go full-time at Furman, Mm -hmm. and um, I loved working with college students so much that I jumped at the chance to work full-time. And... I'm very fortunate because the people that I worked with, um, it was Dr. David Boss, who's retired, mm-hmm. um, is Eric Kane, who uh doesn't work here anymore, um, Dr. Susan D'Amato, who's also retired, and uh Dr. John Harris, who is still here and still mm-hmm. in the Catherine <laughs> Center. Um, all of them. They saw something in me that I didn't necessarily see in myself. Mm -hmm. Um, They recognized that I was very relational with the college students and that students seemed to um, open up to me and um, that my office kind of became a space where students liked to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) And so they ultimately... um, gave me more and more opportunities to work with students. And so they would invite me to go on the retreats or invite me to to do more and more. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I found my calling was just through being with students and realizing, oh, I really enjoy this. Mm -hmm. And students seem to like being with me (laughs) too. Um, And so I'm really appreciative of... The people who helped guide me through that and who saw something in me that I probably wouldn't have recognized on my own and just kept giving me more and more opportunities to expand what I was already doing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's
0: lovely. I think um, when you talk about relationship building and like your line of work, the only thing that comes to mind right now is strengths. So oh my would God, like to I know was what literally
1: are... thinking about <laughs> Really? Life. Like I was like, hmm, strengths.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what are your top five? Mm. before we get into like the next question
2: oh i love strengths and i should have added kim kiefer to that list of people who were um very key um in in helping me see my calling because i worked with the Shucker center for a while too Mm -hmm. okay um but anyway my strengths um in order are empathy developer belief connectedness and positivity Oh, those are very relationship yeah. four out of five relationships. That's out of five are relationship- crazy. Relationship building.
0: <laughs> yes. I think input is like st- Input is green. green. Yeah. It's green. Okay, good. That's that's good to know, because while you're talking I'm like, yeah, what would she have? But um <laughs> just go into like um diving into, you know, um what a calling is, what, how would you, I think we should have started with this one, but like what, what would you room? describe like a calling and, you know, how would you explain to someone like what a calling is?
2: Yeah, that's um, really important to talk about. So a calling, as I see it, is something that you makes you come alive. Um, and so that can be a number of things. Yeah. I like to say we have callings instead Mm -hmm. of just a calling because, like I mentioned earlier, I have a calling to be a mom. Um, And so I think a calling is something that you can't not do. And, um, you know, as y'all are at Furman students, you have a calling right now. You know, as we talk about calling, I'm not necessarily saying your calling is way in the future. I'm saying, no, you have a calling right now and you will continue to have even more callings along your journey. Um, And so it is oftentimes hard to explain, Mm -hmm. um, but it is important to think about as you're thinking about your career, or as you're thinking about your hobbies, as Mm -hmm. you're thinking about um, volunteer opportunities, all of these things um, I think can be considered a calling.
1: Yeah. That actually was a great way to describe it. Because I feel like sometimes it's hard to, like, put a finger on exactly, like, what it is. But Mm -hmm. I like that description.
2: And I think sometimes people think a calling has to be a religious thing mm-hmm. because it is often you talk about a calling in the church. Yeah. But I think that a calling can be from within. Mm-hmm. Um it, it could be from a higher power, but it can also be from it within. It yeah. doesn't have to be in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm.
1: And is there any way for students to like know when they found their calling? Because I feel like Sometimes there's this idea around like a calling where you like you might not know exactly like it's just suppo- like it's supposed to call to you like it's just supposed to like you're supposed to know mm-hmm. but i feel like sometimes people especially students can kind of get nervous if they haven't found something that's like really calling to them yet mm-hmm. so how would you say that you like just know that that's what you're supposed to be doing or how would you go about finding it
2: mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's almost easier to know what your calling is not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so as a college student right now, you might not necessarily know what your calling is, but I think you could know what your calling is not and start (laughs) from there. And so if you are working on something that you dread every single day, I personally would say that is probably not your calling. Um. Yeah. I don't know how to say it other than mm-hmm. than that for college students. I mean, I do think that as a college student right now, if you're at Furman, you're calling us to be a college student. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. You so know. true. Um,
2: but as far as what else, it could be that you're calling is to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In addition to being a college student, there are numerous callings that Mm -hmm. you can do right now. Um, But if you are doing something that does not make you come alive or that you don't feel um, is something that you really enjoy, and I almost hesitate to say that word, enjoy, Mm -hmm. um, but I think then you'll know what's not your calling. Yeah. True. And that makes sense. I don't know if I'm saying it It does. It, very well. it does.
0: Um, I think just to circle back to when you mentioned all of the um the retreats and like everything that the Cawthorne Center like does for like for students to be engaged in like you know vocational and reflective um things. Um, what other resources do you think um the Cawthorne Center like gives to students that will help them you know in the process of um finding their calling? I know something that. You talked about when we were in, when I was in Shukra at least, was like the enneagram and like mm-hmm. that helps to like figure um, other things out. But like what other resources would you say are like vital to like help students with that?
2: I would say that the number one thing is to actually slow down and take time to reflect on what it is that you enjoy or that you makes you come alive. Um, if you don't have time to do that, then it's going to be harder to recognize that about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Roger, you mentioned the Enneagram, of course, (laughs) very happy to talk about the Enneagram all day, every day. Um, the Enneagram is just one tool that you can use for self-awareness and the more self-aware that you are, I think the better you will be at recognizing your calling. Um, I haven't mentioned the three questions that the Cawthorne Center um, tries to incorporate into our programs, but those three questions are are good questions for reflection, um, and they are, who am I most authentically, what do I believe most deeply, and what does the world need from me? So reflecting on those three questions is... Really important as you're pursuing your calling, and those questions are for anybody to yeah. reflect on I mean not just the college students but faculty and staff and alumni and community as I mentioned uh, because those those questions may change throughout mm-hmm. your life, and that's normal and that's okay, so you kind of always have to go back and and have time to to think about. Who am I right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I believe right now? Um, and what does the world need from me right now? Because mm-hmm. uh, those can change along along the journey. And that's part of life. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. You yeah. don't have to have it all figured out right now.
1: <laughs> uh, that's great advice, especially because like, I can feel like get firm in there is definitely like a major pressure to know exactly um what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for incoming students or um first years now? Come to Summer Connections. <laughs> <I haven't laughs> so mentioned that.
2: True. so Summer Connections is a program we have every summer for incoming freshmen. Mm-hmm. So we have spots for about 30 participants And that's a week on campus where students are just automatically introduced to the Catherine Center, Mm -hmm. and then through that, they're introduced to all sorts of um, resources on campus. So faculty members, uh, different departments help participate in our programs, some alumni who are our counselors, uh, but all sorts of um, resources on campus, and then they come to Furman in the fall and they already know 30 mm-hmm. students and have those connections on campus to help them ease uh ease them into the transition of starting college. So for incoming freshmen that would be the first thing that yeah. I tell them about. Other than that, it would be to try not to get caught up in the busyness of college because then it's going to be harder to notice Mm -hmm. what makes you come alive. (laughs) Um, And also try to think about what you actually want to do instead of what you feel like you should do or what other people want Mm -hmm. you to do. Um, This is your chance to actually branch out Mm -hmm. and... Decide what you love um, apart from your parents or apart Mm -hmm. from your high school peers. Um, So trying to focus more on yourself and remind yourself that it's not selfish to Mm -hmm. focus on yourself when Mm -hmm. you're trying to think about calling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a great way to like sum it it up with uh, what we've been talking about and with the three questions that you mentioned it's um, vital for us to like, have these reflective questions to, you know, Like I'm trying to remember the three questions.
2: Yeah. But I um, believe what does the world need for me and who am I?
0: There you have it. Roland I went says backwards it best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Backwards. That's okay.
0: Yeah. but
2: Can I ask y'all a question? Go of for course. It. So, do either of you have any kind of reflective practice that you do on Furman's campus or anywhere or place that you Mm. go to to slow down?
0: Well, I think for me, at least journaling helps me. Um, It's been something that I've used as like a reflection, a reflective practice, I would say. Um, Yeah, just sitting down with my thoughts and like, you know, going through them, making sure that I have that time for, for me.
1: I would say that I really like to dance, and so I go, well, I, like, am involved in dance club, like, I'm on the leadership team for dance club on campus, Um, but, like, an hour before we actually have, like, the rest of the students come and, like, join us to do choreography, like, me and the other two officers will just go, and we'll have, like, that time to ourselves to, like, choreograph or just, like like just kind of like sit with our thoughts and just like think about what we want to do. And I just think that that's like kind of how I do it mm-hmm. um, because it's just like an easy way for me to be like away from like my phone or my schoolwork or any other like major distractions that I have. I love Um, that. While still doing something that I really like. And it's like exercise, so it's good for you too. (laughs) Perfect. That's great. And I love
2: that you um, help students think about reflection Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe they haven't thought about it before. So that's great. Yeah. I have another question for y'all Okay. as we're talking about calling. um, What do you feel makes you come alive at Mm. this
1: age? Do you want to go okay I think that something academic specifically that makes me um really come alive or is like my calling is like just psychology as a whole um I love like I absolutely fell in love with it I'm like trying to go on a study away where I can take like some really cool unique psychology classes um and just like the discipline and like the benefits that it has for like me personally through like being more aware of kind of what goes on with your brain
0: for me i think mind calling because it took a while for me to get here but i've realized i want to be in a discipline that does not only include um me having to go 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 but also um you know being around people and helping them. So, like, with public health, there's a lot into, like, global perspectives and, like, national perspective that I can do do something with that. And um, I've realized that looking at disparities and, like, you know, underprivileged people and how that works has been something that I've been interested in. So, and just, you know, being in, like, social spaces, I feel like, feels me. And, like, you know, being with people that I, you know, love and care about mm-hmm. helps me to like become the better version of myself so yeah that I would say would be my calling for now until I find my other callings but yeah
2: so true that's great thanks for telling me about it
0: no problem <laughs> well thank you so much Rollin for being here <laughs> on our podcast and you. helping yes, us so reflect oh, um, and I really enjoyed it. dive into our callings This has been the Career Chronicles podcast, and I'm Roja Kerman.
1: And I'm Lizzie Miller. Our show is produced by Audrey Enghauser and is a part of the Malone Center for Career Engagement at Firm University.
0: Join us every Monday for a new career topic, and don't forget to follow us so you never miss an episode. Also, rate our podcast on Apple and Spotify.
1: Talk Talk to to you soon. soon!